This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco is going to Philadelphia to pick up a desk, whatever that means. Well, I guess it means he's going to Philadelphia to pick up a desk. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello, podcast people. And we also have cameras rolling in here, Eddie, for digital content. Oh, digital. Why do we do that when the company mentions digital, when anything digital comes up? Well, because there seems to be a hyper-focus on the digital content. We love digital now. Yes, but um, this is still, or the radio show, yeah, is still the main thing, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that. I think what happens is, is that uh, all companies want to do digital items, like things for social media, Yes, and radio, for the most part, might visually look boring. So if you could do anything else in addition to digital, then we go crazy for digital. To support the <laughs> radio, yes. Oh, digital. So they can't be happy with me since I don't have a digital presence. You do not have a Twitter. You have no digital presence. No Facebook, no Instagram. It's almost as if you don't exist. Because, Eddie, if you are not existing on digital, do you really exist? In today's world, perhaps uh, that might be the case. So because you don't have digital presence, I have asked the audience if they had any questions for you. And I got my usual boring questions, but I have a handful of decent questions. Okay. And I'm going to read them to you here, and you'll respond. Excellent. I'm going to go with the first one is Steve in Atlanta, who we know. Yes, our friend Steve. Our friend Steve in Atlanta. He wants to know. a good lunch recommendation. He did when we went to uh, Mm -hmm. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He, He gave us lunch recommendations. So Stephen Atlanta wants to know, what does Eddie feel about Gio's exaggerated, hilarious impression of him? Uh, well, uh, and I've, I've been asked this question recently. Is that I, right? By uh, who? I met some people uh, who uh, joined our wine bottling group, and uh, they were fans, and asked me or said or commented that it doesn't sound anything like me. And it sounds like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I think that's the character's name. Um, And I said, well, tonally, it's not me. But sort of the essence of what he's trying to portray is perfect. And it's dead on. And I know you love it. I love it. And I think the rest of the crew loves it. I don't know about the audience, but um, it's it's very funny. And yes, it is over the top, but that's the point. But it's weird. His other impressions aren't over the top. Uh, uh, the things he says while he's doing the impressions yes. are. So when he's being Mike or Joe, he's over-exaggerating what they might say. Mm-hmm. But the way he's saying it exactly tonally 
and the way the voice sounds exactly the same, but yours is the opposite. He's saying the things you actually would say, but doing the voice in an over-exaggerated way. Yes, right. And, and maybe he is embellishing a little more, perhaps, uh, on some things, but uh, I'm not quite as anti-establishment <laughs> and angry as he uh, portrays me. Right, that is correct. All right, here's a question from MDills13. Mm-hmm. He wants to know, what is Eddie's take on the Kennedy assassination? Oh. I don't think well, you and I have ever talked about this. Um, no. Well, both of us were not born when that happened. But I like when the JFK movie came out, mm-hmm. the Oliver Stone movie, I became very into the Kennedy assassination uh, books, magazine articles, research. I tried to like read up on everything after I saw the movie. I was very interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's it's... It's, it doesn't hold a great fascination for me because I think it's because we will never know the truth about what happened. And I've heard all the conspiracy theories about the mob and the CIA and aliens and all this. There's an alien theory? Oh, of course. Of to course. the JFK assassination. Oh, yes, of course. That an alien ship came down and shot him? Or that, that they were behind the assassination somehow. The aliens. Yeah. Wow. And there was an X-Files episode where the, I don't know if, how familiar you are with the series, the X-Files. I'd never watched it, but I... I... Where the smoking man, who was sort of the arch villain, um, you know, uh, a government guy, deep state government guy, he actually, when he was younger, is the guy who killed Kennedy in the X-Files. And so that was sort of interesting from a just some, uh, blending of fiction and history together. That was sort of interesting. And I've seen other shows that I've watched where they had an episode where, you know, they supposedly solved the Kennedy assassination. So, But it doesn't hold a great fascination for me. So I'm very sorry to disappoint uh, Dylan. M. Dills 13. M. Dills 13. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have a strong take on it. I, I don't really... It didn't affect me personally. I wasn't uh, born, well, obviously, when it when it happened, and it was not not something that was really talked about in our house, even after you know, because it was so long before I was even aware what was going on. So no, it doesn't really hold any fascination for me, and I don't have any strong takes on it. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. Like even though I was really into it, I don't know other than this grassy knoll area where yeah, it looks the, like that's where the shot could have come from. Who knows? The lone gunman, that whole thing, right? You know. Who knows, though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Biseglia, who yes. uh, used to work at uh, the company. Yes, he did. Wants to know of you, Eddie, what percentage of interns back in the day actually ended up doing a good job? Okay. We're well, looking for a percentage here. I would say probably, I'm going to go like a really solid job. Uh, I would say maybe 20%. Wow. So 80% not great. Not saying that not great, but like a very good job where I would consider hiring them. Uh, I would say like 20%. Okay. But That seems low. But you're talking about an outstanding job. How many were good interns, solid interns? You know, 80%. But how many were stood out to the point where I would consider hiring them 20%, I would say. And 
most of our, it's no longer the case because we really don't have an internship program anymore. But for the longest time, for 30 years, the vast majority of our part-time and full-time staff, you know, past and present, uh, were ex-interns. And several of our on-air staff also yeah. ex-interns. And there were many interns who went on to work in the business and not necessarily here or not necessarily radio, but went on to work in media, sports media. So how do you um, think that will affect the business going forward? Well, um, I know it's harder to sort of get a feel for someone just in an interview. And, and so it you didn't, because we got a free three-month look at somebody, see if they fit, you know, the culture and see if they would be a good worker. You sort of get a sense of a person after three months. So it's much harder now to, to you know, you're taking a lot more chances uh, in your hires that won't work out, where in the past, I would say, you know, 90% of the ones we brought on worked out because we sort of knew what we were getting. Right. There was no surprise going from a 20% good intern mm -hmm. to good employee. Right. And again, our staff was 90 to 95% ex-interns and a, and a decent portion of our on-air people were also update, including the update anchors. So it was really kind of sad when that whole thing went away. Right. Here's one from Vindog91. Eddie, one theory about aliens is that they are actually us, millions of light years, millions of light years ahead, and we have perfected time travel. Now they are checking us out during our time. Thoughts? That's, I like that. That's a good theory. So um, I'm confused by this theory. He's saying that we are aliens. Well, the the, the visitations that we are getting. Mm-hmm or supposedly getting, are actually our future selves. Not me and you, like not this generation, but like... Future earthlings. Yeah, like hundreds, well, thousands of years, however long it would take us to develop faster than light travel or and or time travel, that it's, you know, us coming back to look in on ourselves at this time. Um, but the whole time travel thing, you know, that's very sort of a slippery slope of going down and then how does it, you know, wh when do you interact? What do they affect? Does it change things? Are there different time streams created when you come back and change something, all this sort of weird sci-fi stuff. So I don't necessarily buy that, but another theory is that there are no aliens out there yet, or they're so far away or in other galaxies that it's irrelevant. But that eventually, that if we survive, don't blow ourselves up or kill the planet, that we will develop to the point where we are visiting other life species, um, other life forms on other planets, and that then we will be then considered sort of the, the alien visitors, because we will be. So it's like survive. a cycle of life. First we're here, then we become the aliens that visit here. Uh, well, in this one guy's theory yes. about if that it's our future our descendants who have developed time travel coming back and observing us. But I, I don't know if I buy the whole time travel thing. It's wonderful to think about, but I don't know if I really can wrap my head around that one from if I really analyze the science. But 
what the hell do I know? You know, we could be sitting here and there could be a future alien observing us right now. Yeah. We know. Do you think that future alien is someone from digital? I think so. Exactly. Oh, Gina had a, a question for you, Eddie. You're Gina. Yeah. Oh, hi, uh, Gina. Do you believe in an afterlife? Uh, well, um, good question. It's very comforting to believe in an afterlife that this, you know, that there's something more, that uh, there is some sort of a life essence to us and to all creatures that survives beyond this. But tr- truly, I, I don't. I would love for it to be the case, but I, I don't really believe that. I think this is it. And make the most of it while you're here. Be kind to people and try to, you know, wind up in the positive side of the of the balance books, not for any reward in the afterlife, just because it's the right thing to do. My my sister, Chrissy, we used to work in a vet's office when she was going to college or going to high school. Mm-hmm. And she said uh, she, she one time had to hold a cat when they put it to sleep because mm-hmm. it was very ill. She's, she said that was very life-changing for her to see what either the essence of or the soul of this cat mm-hmm. be here and then gone. gone. And where did it go? Right. Like... Did it go somewhere else, or did it just cease to exist completely? Right, and then and for somebody losing a loved one or a pet, or someone who is approaching the end themselves, and and knowing it's coming, not not a sudden death, um, it, it's it's addicting and comforting to believe that there's something more. I mean, why wouldn't it be? You know, to that somehow you're going to continue, or some part of you is going to continue. I get the appeal in the belief and it's, you know, it's more than appealing. It's like desperate need to continue. But I myself have not been visited by anybody who has passed on. Um, I don't know if you have. I have not. And um, I, I just don't believe that I, I would love for it to be, to be proven wrong upon my death. To be, you know, floating away. Hey, you know, hey, mom, dad, you know, grandma, the whole thing. That would be great and fantastic. But do I believe it? No. Hmm. Which is is sad. It is sad. In a way. But that's why you got to make the most of it here. Going in a completely opposite direction. Okay. Jeff Weinstein wants to know, who was your favorite player on the 86 Mets? Can only oh, pick wow. one. I, 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 I'm with Jerry. I loved strawberry. Really? I was a big strawberry guy. And I was a good guy. But after, it, when he got, and I know Daryl had his issues also. Um, but when Gooden sort of fell from grace, that really, like, affected me. I was still a young person. Why so more than strawberry? Uh, just because he was, he, he was like, I felt like he was more of, he was closer in age to myself. Strawberry is, I think, a few years older. And the fact that he came up and he was Doc and just how he burst on the scene and was so young and such a superstar and so talented. And it just really, it kind of affected me. I don't know why uh, it did, but it that crushed me when he got uh, busted for the cocaine and 
missed the parade and the whole thing. It was sad for me. But um, but he, but again, he was a, every fifth day. And Straw, who came up, I think, before him, I want to say, yeah. Is that right? Yes. Strawberry came up in 83, and he was just so fun to watch. I, I would have to say... I would have to say strawberry. That's one of the moments like where I feel old in thinking of Daryl Strawberry because in 83, if I was born in 69, what was I, 13, 14? 14, yeah. 14. I remember prior to Daryl Strawberry coming up, like reading in the newspapers and Sports Illustrated about this strawberry mm-hmm. in Tidewater. Yep. Right? And I just remember strawberry, strawberry. Who's this strawberry going to be? And now look how far, you know, the freaking 86 World Series yeah. was I think, 35 years ago. Yeah, and, and the good thing, it was sort of the, the end of innocence for me as a sports fan. Like you saw what that these guys can, yeah. can have, uh, right. what do you call it? Um, what do I want to say? Human failures. Human failures. Like everybody else. Yeah. And it was, it was crushing for me. All right. I still remember that Bill Gallo... You know, little uh, cartoon on the back with Yucky was one of his characters with his head down and Gooden with his head down. It was very sad. Yeah. Uh, favorite red wine. This comes from Smeems. Favorite red wine, favorite white wine. Uh, white wine, uh, no. You're no, not a white off, winer. Off the list. Because uh, of the sugar completely. situation? No. It just gives me a headache. Oh, okay. Too I sweet. Uh, and it's not like sweet, like sugar sweet. I just... I'm not a white wine person at all. Uh, for red wine, I would have to say I like, you know, this is going to sound like, you know, maybe lowbrow. I love a Chianti. Why is that lowbrow? Well, it's not like a, it's like doesn't cost as much typically as your, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon or uh, Bordeaux or one of those, which I like also. But sort of consistently, it's more of the Italian wines. The Chianti, and there's another one that I'm I'm blanking on. Uh, uh, Genovese, maybe. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but there's another grape that has a genie. I I I enjoy those. Uh, maybe because I like pizza and pasta so much, and it goes so well with. And that. the Chianti goes nicely with that. Yeah. Now, and again, I'm not beans. one who really pairs like and thinks about that, but I kind of have noticed that it does go nice with a tomato sauce. And so if you go into a uh, wine store, a Chianti is on the lower end price-wise? Yeah, I, I believe so. Listen, I am not a wine aficionado. I like I drink wine. I like wine. But, you know, anything beyond a, a $30 bottle, I can't really discern the right. difference in quality. I can taste the difference between the, the Wegman $6 bottle and a $30 bottle for sure. But beyond that, it's sort of lost on me. So I'm not in an expert by any means. All right. And finally, let's wrap it up with this question. This comes from Ryan Brazel. What is your favorite local, has to be tri-state only, college football team? Okay. Not so, a big college area here. No, we're not. You're basically talking Army uh, and Rutgers. If you want, you want to throw UConn in there, they're terrible as a football team. But do you follow any of the of those? Oh, the schools? Army Black Knights, absolutely. I, I I I will make a point on a on a college football Saturday. I will always check out what Army is doing. 
It just I don't know why, and they're usually not they're not competing for national championships, obviously. But I do I do like Army. I would say they're my favorite local team. Now Rutgers has been so frustrating, and when they had that run under Ciano back in the what mid two thousands, when they were like in the top ten for a while and had a chance to really be in like the top three, that one game against I think it was West Virginia, very frustrating. Um, you know that was like fun and exciting because they're they're you know where I live. I mean they're what ten minutes from my house, the stadium over there. So it was fun to have that right in your backyard. Um, but, uh, I would say consistently it's more army, even though they have had, they had before this current coach Munkin, uh, some terrible years, but, um, yeah, I, I would, I would go army. Rutgers was in the top 10. Oh yeah. Under I, Chiano, I, I think that. they might've been as high as three in the nation. Yes. Yeah. 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 They were right there. And then. Was that like Ray Rice era or? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. I wow. think it was the Ray Rice I never era. thought they were yeah. football-wise that big. Yeah. We can ask Jerry to be sure tomorrow, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they were like, they might have been as high as three or if they would have won that game, they would have been. They were definitely top 10 for sure. Okay. Late into November. Wow. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Hey, how about that? All right, let's wrap it up. Let's do the warm-up show. Mm-hmm. This was <laughs> this was a digital exclusive content. Uh, were you looking at the camera like the whole no, time? No, just now oh, I'm looking at the camera. I, I kind of forgot it was there. Yeah, I, no, that you, you're okay to do that. I'm looking at the camera to send a message. This was exclusive digital content. That's right. Yeah. Let's do the warm-up. Oh, we do see us. That's right. You're the only one who participates in the see us. Well, it's fun. It is fun. Jerry does poo-poos the see ya. He poo-poos it, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, warm-up next. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. Mm-hmm. So, so- What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. And luckily, we're not going to do this with a can or two cans and a string. It's the warm-up show. It's just a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. Here we go. It is a, what the hell is today? Today's Thursday. Thursday we got the Eddie Scazzeri inside. We got Al Ryan Dukes across the way. What's up, dude? Good morning, Jerry. What was uh, Marco Belletti downstairs at the payphone on the corner? <laughs> just come in. I am not sure what's going on there, but uh, so the anchors he's are, up. The anchors, other than you and CeeLo, are still working from home, I guess. I have not seen an anchor in here yet, so yes. Just correct. you and CeeLo, right? That's it. You're the. Le- I call you guys the leaders of the anchors. Okay. Anchor leaders. That's fair. You know, I've been back for a full year now. Is that right? I came back in July of last year. Really? Yep. 
Does it feel like a year, Jerry? Do you feel like no, some sort of anniversary? No, it feels like life is just flashing right by. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It's like, like sand that. and the hourglass and the days of our lives and blah, 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 blah. They say, don't blink, Jerry. Life goes by very fast. I have to tell you real quick, and I know we touched on it on the podcast yesterday. The amount of people that reached out on Twitter to me that cannot believe the whole urinating in the ocean thing yes. is fascinating. Yes, I agree. What a bunch of animals. They were yelling at me as well. <laughs> it's amazing to me. That you can't believe people urinate in the ocean and that you never have. Not that people don't. You're not stupid. I know once in a while. It's almost like everyone does. Prevalent. Man. Why even have bathrooms then by the ocean? I agree. Why don't you wear diapers? It's really Jesus. strange. And people are strange. And the door said that once. The door is saying that. Yep. Yeah. Jim Morrison one time said that. People yes. are strange when you're a stranger. Dean and Um... I see way too many deer, Jerry, on my drive-in now. Yeah. On the parkway. They, like, hang out on the side. And I was like, I know this is not even, like, deer season. Deer season, I Googled it, is in New Jersey is late October. Can you imagine how bad it's going to be then? Right. Late October to mid-December. That's when they tell you that the deer are mating and they go out looking for mates. Yeah. And for some reason, they think all of their mates are on the parkway. But they're all over the parkway now. Is that why you zoom right to the left lane? Uh, I don't know where to go. I generally am a middle lane guy. <laughs> right. For fear that the deer will be on one of the outer lanes. Is it fair to say you fear the deer? I do fear the deer. You're a new Bucks fan. I fear the deer because that deer will screw up your car, Jerry. I had a friend of mine once, Mike Mullaney. He now has a, a physical therapy place in Matawan, New Jersey. He used to have the amazing, back in the day, the Ford Bronco when the Ford Bronco was just this awesome sport utility vehicle now they're bringing it back i don't know why they ever stopped making it but exactly. whatever so you had a ford bronco back in the day he thought that thing was and it was it was a great car he went to where the hell he go to school not lehigh he went to hmm, somewhere in pennsylvania i forget the name of the school albright college and one time on his ride back for like a weekend from albright college he hit a deer crushed the bronco right never drove that car again you know, if you hit a deer and it goes through your windshield and it's sitting in your front seat, well, that would be a little extreme. You. That didn't happen. This just no, crushed the whole can, front end. I know happen. it can, but that didn't happen in this case. You once ran over a deer carcass with Kevin Burkhart or something. No, I yeah, close. I was on my way home. I was meeting Kevin Burkhart and Brian Monzo to play golf down in Lakewood, and this is when I lived in Brick. And I there was a car in front of me, and the car just quickly swerved out of the way. I didn't do anything and then jumped the deer. Basically ran, you ran, and it ran was a ran a deer carcass. And over. it was a full deer. Got home. First the first thing you think is, did I just break the car? Right. And then when you when you ran over the deer, it was like Oh, it was more than that. I think I got air. Like it oh, was really? a gigantic deer in the middle of the road in the middle lane of the parkway. And so once you realize the car's not broken, there's no flat tires, you keep driving. And then as I was getting closer to home, you started to smell something, which turned out to be burning flesh. I got home, looked under my car, and there was just nothing but deer flesh hanging from it. And cooking. Yeah. on Under and your so hot car. There I was out in the street and pulled the, uh, the hose out, and I was spraying all the dead deer stuff off the car. So I didn't sleep as I was working overnight. I didn't sleep. I spent two hours cleaning the car, and then I met Burkhart and Monzo for golf. Did the car always smell like cooking no, deer? No, no, it didn't. A couple days, it kind of burnt out. It was fine. That's one of my biggest fears in life is hitting a deer going like 70 miles an and, hour. And this is coming from a guy that's got a lot of fears. I got a lot life. of fears. I know but, you But do. that one, it feels so out of my control. 
Uh, yeah, well, there's not much you can do. So I'm nervous, Jerry, for late October through mid-December. That's going to be trouble if they're all out now. Let's try to get through July 1st. Are we still allowed to hunt deer in New Jersey? I don't, we I'm supposed not to a be, hunter. I don't know the rules. Aren't we supposed to be controlling this deer population? I don't know the answer to With that. With bow and arrows? Uh, I don't think people use bow and arrows uh, in New Jersey. Sometimes as a sport. sport. I know Joe Rogan's a bow and arrow guy. He lives in Texas. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, they have bow season and then they have gun season. Bow season and gun season. Yeah, not a hunter. Yeah, well, whoever's doing it this year, they're doing a bad job. They're deer everywhere. So get it together. Why don't you get uh, your bow and arrow? Take the lead. Just grab a bow and arrow. Yeah, why don't you go register a gun and become a deer hunter? There's no way I have the strength to pull back a bow, Jerry. You see how hard those things look? I said a gun. Oh, a gun that I could do. You would never. Shoot a deer, I, I would not. I would I, not shoot a deer. I did see one of your other big fears this morning. What's that? Although not really. I saw a Teenagers? group of teens. Oh. But this was amazing. Four girls, I would say late teens, early 20s. Okay. At 4 o'clock in the morning, like a little before 4 o'clock in the morning, just casually walking on 29th Street in New York City, all four of them, I mean, you could tell, completely drunk. And I'm Hammered. thinking, what are you guys doing? Well, that wouldn't so scare me. Safe. Teenage boys scare No, I know. Me. I said not really, but it was a group of teens. Yeah. And they probably weren't even teens. They were probably early 20s. But, man, you just think, guy's not smart. There's nothing scarier, Jerry, than a group of teenage boys. I mean, I will avoid them at all costs. Well, how about a group of men with knives coming at you? A little scarier? <laughs> probably influenced by teenagers. <laughs> Jerry, the Yankees had a walk-off win last night. Yeah, Ryan Lamar. Whoever that is. He won the game. And then I, so Ryan Lamar has a walk-off single, which would have been more than a single. It hit the yeah, ball it would have been a double. The, yeah, the absolutely. Ball the wall. Yep. Uh, beat the Phillies 6-5 in the 10th inning. Uh, and then Brooks Krisky gets the win for the Yankees. Yeah. Who was that? No, no. He pitched. Who did you know more? Ryan Lamar? Ryan Lamar. Lamar? Well, yeah, Brooks he's been Krisky. playing his clips for the last two weeks. Are you sure? I'm positive. We played the home run call. He remember he didn't have a call for it oh, the yeah, other day. We, he didn't know who he was. Like Even remember, John I was Sterling. like Lamar hits it far, like oh, something. Yeah, that's a good one. He had nothing the other day. Yeah, but what? Don't bury what's. A, I don't say bury the lead. What's really interesting about the Lamar game winner is Glaber Torres was up before him. So you know you start with the runner at second base in the tenth inning. Gary yeah. Sanchez is out there, and how about the fact that. Glaber Torres and Cone and Kay are talking about it on the broadcast. Oh, they're not going to bunt here. I would be really surprised. So, you know, ball one, strike one, one, one count, bunt. A beautiful push bunt putting Sanchez to third. It was like, this is like the new look Yankees. That's right, Jerry. Small ball, we call that. They had, I saw a stat during the game last night. So they had three stolen bases last night alone. Prior to the third one, I think the stat was, so now with this one, Six stolen bases in their last three games, I think it was. And it said prior to that, they had five in their last 25 games. Oh, so that's not a big part of their game. No, but but this week it has been. They're running, they're gunning, they're bunting. Pretty good. What do you think of this uh, when Odor hits a home run? He's very Love it. Love it. He does the... Stares into the dugout. Big time bat flip, stares into the dugout, touches his helmet. It wasn't even a bat flip. He kind of... He deliberately dropped it as if, like, that's right. And then looked into the dugout like, that's right. I thought it was awesome. And then he puts his hand on his helmet. Tremendous. All the time. I thought it was great. I feel like I've seen that so many times. And I looked, I think he only has 11 home runs. I know, but when you hit one the way he hit it, 
Like, that was off the bat. You thought it might go out of the stadium. You yes. hit it so hard. It was like the Gary Sanchez one from two nights ago. Absolutely. Love it. Have fun. Yes. I think it's fantastic. I always wonder what the pitchers think about that. I don't think in most cases the pitchers even see it. I think their head goes with the ball. Now, sometimes you will see a pitcher when he gives up a bomb of a home run. He won't even turn. Yeah, I love that. But I think that's few and far between. I think the pitcher turns with the ball. They don't really see it until later. I like when the outfielder doesn't turn. Yes, they like, don't move. Because <laughs> they know it's yeah. you know 50 feet behind them. It's a shot and a half. Yeah. So who else had home runs, Jerry? Odor, Torres. Okay, just those two. And they also had the Yankees go up 5-2 in the seventh. And then in the eighth, they give it right back. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won the game, so that's all well and good. And 6-5, they take two from the Phillies. They play the Red Sox tonight. All good. But they did have a 5-2 lead in the eighth inning that they very quickly gave right back. And now uh, tonight, that game's up in Boston. Yeah. A Jordan Montgomery, Jerry. For You've the heard Yankees. of him. I've heard of him here. Yeah. Now, that's a guy I've heard of. He's been on the team for quite a while. This isn't a newbie. Did you like the fact that the Phillies hit the leadoff home run last night? Yeah. And everything on social media is, there was a Woj bomb at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, oh, well, Al just dropped his coffee. That stinks, huh? Al usually goes during the second break every day uh, to use the bathroom. He doesn't look for an ocean to to do it in. He actually goes to the bathroom like a normal human being would. Yeah. Now he's going to have to go get coffee do you need and napkins towels? and paper towels to clean up. I will need paper towels. I've spilled it all over the monitor, Jerry. Well, it could be worse. could have been the keyboard, which would have completely shorted things out. Uh, yeah, didn't... Uh, I don't think it hit any... Uh, imagine if, like, Gio's microphone doesn't <laughs> work today because I spilled coffee. Thank yeah, you, actually, I could. I could imagine That'd be good. that. It wasn't a lot left in my coffee cup, but... I'm surprised you still drink it. You, you're one that likes it really hot. I know. It, 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 yeah. I went to, I wanted to go to Twitter, Jerry, because I had some good tweets here about the Yankee uh, the Yankee pitcher that you were just mentioning about uh, giving up the home run on the first the pitch. The Woj bomb. The Woj bomb. Uh, I think it was Maria, Maria Accardi wanted to know if that is the longest name in Yankee player history. First name, last name. It might be. I don't. It might be. I don't know. Did you see the picture on Twitter of a uh, fat Sal? Yes, I've seen that picture. I've known Sal for a long time. So I've... Sal Sal Licata was a uh, gigantic, fat. huge. He used to buy jerseys double X. Because when I met him, when I started in 2007, he was thin. Yeah. So Sal had a major transformation. So when he started doing. P90X. He was thinner in 2007. When he started doing Columbia football with me in 2010, he was trying to get to the next level. So he was, as he even puts it, and he posts that photo, he's posted that photo many times. He used to be 200, what did he say? I think he told me he was 245 pounds at one point. Damn. Now he's weighing in right around 170. But when I was doing Columbia football with him, he, he got to the point where he's like you, very disciplined with the working out and the eating. And he was on a stretch where he, he was eating one meal a day, like one solid meal, and then the rest of the day he was eating these green bars. He would have like three of them green a day. Green bars, Jerry. And drinking 100 ounces of water every day. And he, the weight just fell off him to the point where he was at that point dieting and working out to get rid of, as you call it, the peanut butter belly. Peanut butter belly, that's what I have. not much. For you, I mean, like, it looks great to the naked eye, but to you, you guys don't like what you see in the mirror. Sal would be the same way. Like, I just can't get rid of this. Right. And he was working out often. 
Now, I don't know what he's doing now, but I hear he's still thin. The peanut butter belly, Jerry. Well, we haven't seen Sal. He he doesn't come in either. Well, why don't you watch SNY once in a while? You can see him every night. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Or even just on Twitter and SNY post the videos. I feel like if I I ran one of those networks, SNY or Yes, I would just run the games. Why would I spend any money on anything else? Um... Like, well, I guess I guess you get no eyeballs to the sets otherwise. No one's watched. I mean. I don't know. I don't know like who's watching it or not. People only tune into those stations for But the... if they're selling advertising and making money, why not? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know like, that's are. the point. Like, if you're losing money, I don't think they would continue to do it. I would just go dark until it was time for the Met game or the Yankee game. And the pre-game. Not much of a network, though, is it? No, but save some cash. But not, if about but not if, cash. if they're not making cash, they're not doing it. Hmm. They're not in the business of losing money. Are you saying, Jerry, you have to spend money to make money? Of course you do. You know hmm. that. I do know that. Of course you do. That's why you've been in your condo now for well over a year, and you're celebrating your anniversary. And well, we quite frankly, the value of your condo is up significantly. We, you we spent money to make money. We don't do those anymore, Jerry. I didn't mention the bank. Oh, I just okay. said that you've been in your condo. For, I mean, you told me every damn day for how many months? A little while. So now it's my turn. Okay. Jerry, jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. But let's take a break. Hey, well, good for you. Hey, good for you. And when we come back, Jerry, I've got some Mets stuff. I've got some Jerry Jones stuff. I got some chicken nuggets. I got some Friday Night Lights. Now, I was of a weird article from Mark Which Berman. One? What did he do? We'll get to it in just a minute. And G joins us at 6 on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Hi, 523. What's happening? Uh, good old, thir- I keep wanting to say it's Friday. It's Thursday. And we got a lot of plans. We're going to rock it out to Metallica this weekend. Did you ever, do you remember where you were when you first heard this Metallica song, Jerry? No. What? I don't. I don't. I remember, like everyone, I remember, like in high school, people would be wearing Metallica t shirts. And I was like, I don't know what this. This looks exciting to me. Right. But I'd never heard it before. Yeah. And then me and my friends bought this Master of Puppets. Master. And Master really, of ah, Puppets. Let's go fight some more. Keep pulling the strings. Yes. But we and then Mariana Rivera made it like really. Yeah, I don't like that. Like mainstream. The Metallica. Yeah, I didn't like when Metallica Man. became mainstream. I liked when well, they were like kind of mysterious. But, but not for nothing. Didn't they become mainstream because of stations like K-Rock that decided, you know what, we're going to play them? I don't know. I don't know when that happened. I didn't like when Ozzy Osbourne became mainstream and when Metallica became mainstream. But, but, I like them being mysterious. Like, I don't think Metallica was ever really played on the radio till K-Rock. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And not in New York. Ozzy wasn't either. When I was a kid and I used to love Ozzy Osbourne and then I would listen to Top 40 radio and I'd be like, why is Crazy Train not on the radio? And it wasn't when it was out. Not even on 1027? No. Because 104.3 plays it now. Now they all play it. They all do. I mean, I'm sure Light FM plays crazy. Train. No, come on. What did I hear on CBS mm-hmm. FM the other day? 1980s oh, or music. No, it, no. It was 90s music. 90s. And I remember saying to my wife, They're, we're the demo now. Yeah. Yes, it you was are, Jerry. So You're weird. old man. Oh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue on CBS FM. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yep. 
thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, Jerry. That's got to be, and I think it wasn't. It wasn't um, Home Sweet Home. It wasn't from the mid eight. It was one late eighties, early nineties. Girls, girls, girls. No, 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 no. What's all me... about strip clubs? What yeah, a no, good idea that. for a, for a song. Just a song about strip clubs. We just name check some strip well, clubs, and that's kind of like the George Thorogood song, all about liquor. Like the Dollhouse in Fort Lauderdale, which you were girls, all into. Girls, girls, girls. I remember the. The the Dollhouse was the first strip club I ever went to. It was down in uh, Florida. Right. It was intimidating. When you walked in. Yeah. Did you know what to do? No, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know How what, much to tip. I didn't know what was now, going on. Now, you go on. right to the stage, or you're the type you no, want to hang back and have the girls I've come never, attack you? I've never stood, uh, uh, sat near a stage in a strip club. So you've never. never put one never in the string? No, I would try to hide in the back and try to figure out what was going on. But it was intimidating. It was all girls that looked like models walking around. You're like, oh, my well, gosh. Especially in Florida. That's what you yeah. get a lot of. No doubt. Is the Mons Venus in that song? No. It's not. It's a bad job by them. Any place from Tampa in that song? Um, I mean, you're I an don't expert think so. on uh, strip clubs in no, Tampa? No. No. All right. Nope. Jerry, the World's Strongest Man competition is on CBS Sports Network right now from 1998. Now, if I were to do the math on that, 2008, 2018 is 20 years. So, like, 23, 24 years. What percentage of those guys are dead, you think? Right now, big, large guys rolling cars, well, automobiles, probably not the healthiest. I think you men. got guys they in this competition past. in their 30s. Yep. I'm going to say 25%. 25% of the men in the 1998 Strongest Man competition oh. you feel are passed away. And I only say because I'd be That's concerned fair. what type of supplements, right. legal or not legal, they were taking <laughs> because the, yep. these sizes are not normal. That's true, Jerry. So Good I point. would say one in four. Jerry, the Yankees fan who was tackled by stadium security and was then um, some awesome photographs in the New York Post, uh, really clear pictures of the security guard uh, taking the man down. The man uh, spoke to the New York Post. He apologized for his stupid stunt and said he suffered a lapse no, in judgment. I don't judgment. buy it. Sorry, not buying it. <laughs> a lapse in judgment? Do you think he should have no, just he's a moron. It. I think he actually thought he was going to do this. So you think he planned it out before he even went to the stadium? You yes. don't think it was like a couple beers in? He's like, you know what? I'm going to jump down. Because you really, you're right. You have to plan this out. I don't think you just, I really don't think you just jump down onto the field. You don't I think, think it's, it's an, something you've thought about. You don't think it's an alcohol-induced thing where well, you no, think. No, no, that's possible. I didn't see in the article anywhere. That I didn't read the whole article. I just read a little bit of it. Yeah. Because I saw you put it on the show sheet. Um, and maybe he did say that alcohol got the best of him. And if that's the case, I'd buy it. But I didn't see that. He if, did not say that. I didn't think so. By the way, Phil Fister is still alive. Phil Fister. Now uh, I'm going to check out Wout Zystra. Zylstra. Zylstra. These are the world's strongest men. Yeah, mm. so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I probably planned out where he goes, okay, what kind of sneakers am I going to wear? What kind of pants can I uh, be running uh, you know, running the best in. What do I need to scale the wall in case I want to get out of the stadium? Still alive. I agree with you. Very few people make it out of the off, like when you run on the field. Well, to you're get, never going to get out. Like occasionally it's happened. How? When? I've seen it where guys jump back and over the wall. And they're not caught. they're not caught. Sure they are. No, it's a Even if they thing. jump over the wall, they're going to come find them. There's been a couple. Show Jerry. me an example. I'll, I'll not from 1980s baseball when <laughs> you had a woman running onto the field kissing the pitcher, and that was allowed. Morgana the kissing bandit. I don't want something from right. the 80s. You no. show me something from let's Recent. say 2000 to now. There's a 12. If I do the math correctly, that's 21 years worth of baseball. Okay. You find me one instance where the guy went on the field and, and was not. Yes. Okay, I will find that. But not only 
I'm not saying he just got and jumped over the fence on the other side. Like he wasn't so saying wasn't thrown caught out. or arrested. Correct. I don't think you can find that. I'm gonna find that for you. Okay. By when? By the by the next break. Okay. Oh, speaking, we were speaking of That's the devil, aggressive. Jerry, when we were talking about devil music, Metallica, and Ozzy Well, Osborne. you were speaking of Satan. I was I was not. speaking of uh, the devil music. Uh, Jerry Jones, he's your... Oh, wait, uh, wait, time out. What do you mean, speaking of the devil? Well, it was an interesting Jerry Jones interview where he said he would do anything. Sure. He said this before. He said he would do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. Yes. And someone asked well, him to about... to win it. Oh, is that right? To win, win the Super Bowl, yes. Somebody asked him about it, and they asked if he would do a deal with the devil. And he essentially said, yeah, yeah I do. He a wants deal. to win before he dies. Do you think that's a real Balls. thing? Balls. Do you think that's a real thing, make no, a deal with the devil? I don't. Really? Good morning. Mm, really? Good morning. I, I mean, unless you believe that there's a real fiery hell and yeah. that there's a guy, you know... <laughs> No, with a spear waiting for you? Yeah, well, pitchfork. No. Mm-hmm. A spear would be silly, Jerry, but a pitchfork? I want me some glory hope. Mm-hmm. So, I, no, I don't think he's talking to the devil. There was a... Um, there's Fifth a, and butts and candy and nuts. There's a legend about a guitar player mm-hmm. from many years ago. His name Jimi Hendrix. Me. Not Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. It was a, a, well, like the, a Jimi Hendrix influencer. Okay. His name. But Robert Johnson. An influencer? What does that mean? Like, like Jimi Hendrix would would tell you, oh, Robert Johnson, his records influence. Oh, really? This is a guy from a long time ago. Okay. And the rumor was that he made a deal with the devil because this was a guy who couldn't really play guitar. Made a deal with met the devil at a crossroads. Made a deal with the devil, and suddenly Jerry became an expert guitar player, but. Now is paying the price. Would Jerry Jones? How is he paying the price? What happened? To him? He's probably in hell now. Because he you made Because he made the, That's the deal with the devil. You make the deal for your time here on earth. Have you ever seen the devil living it up? I've not. But I'm not making any deals. With and him. now there was the time the devil went down to Georgia. Right. <laughs> but but Johnny beat him in a fiddle contest. <laughs> So stupid. Yeah. Surprised you haven't played the song yet. <laughs> I'll come we, back We gave it. away tickets for him and we had to play that song like eight times. <laughs> Charlie Daniels been right. <laughs> Made a deal with the devil. If I beat you in this fiddle contest, Jerry, then you owe me your soul. And that's the yeah. thing. So Jerry Jones is saying devil. Do you not think that Jerry Jones has tried to make a deal with the devil in the past? I this don't. guy wants to win so badly. But now, if you're going to make a deal with the devil, you do it when you're younger because you have your whole life on earth to enjoy well, the deal with the devil. He is not younger. Right. Settle down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's an older man at this point. Right. And I don't know how much time he's got. I mean, you saw about what happened to Bobby Bowden. Right. I mean, all of a sudden you get to a certain age, and I hate to say it, but I've heard it more and more from the older people that I know in my life. When you say, hey, how you doing? And it's like, you know what? I'm happy I woke up this morning. And you so, realize right. it's not a joke right. when they say that. And it's it's sad. So right, Jerry know. Jones is older now. You make a deal with the devil with the devil now. You don't get to enjoy that very much. Right. He also he also said he made a mistake in uh, firing Jimmy Johnson. Well, again, that's something that's been rehashed over and over. And they they've both, I believe, they did the, that special where the two of them sat down together, probably eight, nine, ten years ago now, where they both realized they acted like children, like they could have been together a long time. 
but it was all about, you know, who gets the credit and who's more important. It was it was silly. Really was. You're a Dallas Cowboys uh, analyst, Jerry. Pre-game, post-game, uh, halftime on the radio. Do they have a shot at a Super Bowl this sure. year? Oh, they they listen, do. They're, they're, they're supreme, in the mix. They are supremely talented offensively. The problem with that team is what the problem's been for a long time now. Defensively, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop anybody. That's the deal you make with the devil. No, that's called the NFL salary cap and why you lose your players. Wrong. Has nothing to do with the devil. But if you were to make a deal, he could ask to boost up. You want to make a deal with the devil? Defense. Find a way to circumvent the cap and load up on defense. Mm. There's your deal with the devil. So you do think Jerry Jones has slept late, late awake at night and go, devil, if you're here. Man. No, I don't. I don't. I'll make a deal with you. I don't. I don't. We've think got some guys that uh, uh, are are uh, circumcising the fly. Mm-hmm. Circums. <laughs> Devil, if I circumcise the fly, <laughs> and you make me a Super Bowl champ, because he has. You're right. He's been to the Super Bowls. Yeah, we three and four years won them all. But that was a long time ago. And since then, they haven't been able to do nada. Jack Diddley squat. They got like one, they've got like one playoff win in the last twenty something years. Yeah, that's odd, right? Horrible. Yeah, and they've been good. They just haven't been great. You know, they've been mediocre. They've been a playoff team, and then they get to the playoffs and they don't do nothing. Remember what was the year with the Giants? What year was that? Two thousand seven. They were a great football. They weren't good. They were a great football team. I traveled to Dallas to go watch that playoff game against the Giants. And what happened? They lost. That's what who, happened. Who failed them? Um, who the offense or the them? defense? Off- or the, the devil? The, I forget who it was on the Giants. Made a big play right before halftime. Def- a big defensive play right before halftime. And offensively, they didn't do enough. They just didn't. They didn't score enough points. They were a really good team. I think they were. Were they 13-3 and three that year? The Cowboys? Yeah, they were really oh, wow. good. They had the one seed. And if you remember the story that came out, he was telling his team about the uh, tickets how they were going to divvy up the championship game tickets because they had home field throughout, and then the Giants got wind of that. Not that I think that really matters, but I think it helps during the course of the week for preparation and mindset. Uh, And the Giants went out there and just beat them. He probably went to make a deal with the devil, and the devil said, I can win you this game. And and he said, "Mm, we got this. We got home field advantage. Didn't make the deal with the devil. Lost to the Giants. How about he made the deal with the devil for 95 when somebody by the name of Larry Brown had the ball thrown to him because Neil O'Donnell didn't know what uniform he was throwing to him. Oh, so you think he made his deal already? I think, here's what I think. I think the devil infiltrated Neil O'Donnell's body. Is that right? And threw the ball to Larry Brown. Possessed. (laughs) I'll tell you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best there's ever been. He played round the mountain run, boy run. I thought you were being Jerry Jones. Devil's in the house with the rising sun. Devil's in the house with the rising sun. Well, guess what we're going to hear on the way back? Yeah, stick around. You can hear, is that the Charlie Daniels band? Oh, yeah, Jerry. They're coming back, and so are we on the other side. And then Gio joins us at 6 on the fan. Don't go away. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. We'll just let this go for a minute. Come on, Jerry. Time for you to make a deal with the devil. I'm here with you every morning. (laughs) Good morning. Settle down just a little Mm. bit. Looking for a soul to steal. Yeah, he was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. 
I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. Yeah, the devil's a fiddle player. No, not the devil. It's it's funny that this came up though today, just because I told you yesterday that I found these Billy Graham things on on satellite. Right. I find myself oddly listening to them, to Billy Graham, uh, just because just how extreme they are, and it's almost like I can't turn it off because I'm saying like, come on. If you were Charlie Daniels' band, Jerry, would you open with this or close with this or play it somewhere in the middle? Well, what's his other big hit? He doesn't have any. It's got to close then. I don't think you can play it in the middle. Right. You're right. You play it in the beginning. People will be like, we're out of here. He did right. The, what else? He did the song we want to hear. At least this keeps them waiting for more. Do you think like, people early on in the show yell out, devil went down the Georgia? Yes. As if he's not going to play think, it. I think people have t-shirts about the devil. I do. The devil in Georgia. Yes. I do. It's got to be the last song. How could it not be? You know I, I don't care for. I don't care for the whole. Hey, we're done. Good night, and then you know they're coming back out. Just finish the damn concert. Fake encores. It's stupid. Brian O'Keefe on Twitter says he googled all ten guys from the world's strongest man competition in 1998, and they are all still alive. I'm very happy to hear that. I'm that happy is to fantastic hear that as well. Uh, Ryan Cuddy on Twitter says he totaled two cars hitting deer on the highway. I believe it. One smashed into my windshield and rolled over my roof. It also sprayed poop everywhere. Oh, come on. Whenever I see a deer on the side of the road who's unfortunately been hit, its butt is always blowed up. Blowed up? Yeah. Why is that? Is that a real phrase that he blowed up? Isn't it blown it's up? That's what the kids say. Yeah. Blowed up. Blowed up. Is, it's never butt. heard that, but I must be getting old. I it's, mean, you're older than me. How do you know that? Oh, I'm cool. Uh, Let's relax. Their butts Have are, you seen yourself? Their butts are blown up, Jerry. Okay. Um, I guess that's where the gases when they get hit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something happens though with the bowels. Yeah, well, and they always say they not good experts say don't ever drive or do something with a full bladder because you could rupture it. Oh, is that with, right? With trauma, yeah. So, like, if you really have to go to the bathroom, you should go before you leave Absolutely, work 100%. because if you're in a car accident on your way home and you have a full bladder, it could be it's fatal for you. Wow. Yes, yeah, that I didn't know. Well, I'm cool. <laughs> Giannis, Jerry. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He ordered a, a 50-piece Chick-fil-A after his 50-point game six championship game. I'm into nuggets, y'all. I'm into nuggets, y'all. I'm into nuggets, y'all. I'm into nuggets, y'all. Is this a commercial for McNuggets? It was uh, some viral video 15 years ago. 15 years ago. All right. Don't remember it. Well, he got the Chick-fil-A nuggets. Now, I do piece. believe from reading it that it was a mis- he was so tired it was a mistake. He didn't want 50 nuggets? No. Why not? What's he going to do with 50 nuggets? I think I could eat 50 nuggets. I don't know about that. I really do. 50? Have yeah. you, the Chick-fil-A's nuggets are, they're pretty good size. Yeah. I think I could eat 50 of them. Like the, those Cinderella ribs. We made them yesterday. Yeah. Three of them. I was done. Really? Yes. There's no chance. 50 nuggets? Yeah. I you think wanna... I could eat 50 Chick-fil-A nuggets. I could eat 50 Wendy's nuggets. I could eat 50 McNuggets. I really do think I could. We could. Eat I could them. probably get fifty Wendy's nuggets in here. Not. Not. I'm not going to do them in like a speed. Like. Like is it? As I didn't say speed. I'm not asking have you to do meal. the Nathan's contest. Yeah. Just that. If but you, if I got when if I got fifty Wendy's nuggets in here for nine a.m. This yeah. way you've been up for a while at that point. Right. You could eat them. You got till nine thirty. You think you could eat all fifty of them? Probably. I don't know they're about delicious. that. Delicious. I didn't say they're not. It's a lot of meat, dude. Yeah. 
I don't know that. Let I me know before I spend the money on no, 50 nuggets. No, don't spend the money because I, I know, I think I could do it. I don't know that I want. So you to don't do want it. to do the challenge? Yeah, I don't think like I don't need to put 50 nuggets in my body. I don't know what that will do to me, but I could. It's a lot of nuggets. Like it's delicious enough where I'd be like, and especially if I was a athlete like Giannis's, well, muscular, please. heavier. Right. He could definitely eat 50 nuggets. But here's what you're not: an athlete like Giannis, or his size. Now, if you told me 20, I could see 25. 50 is a lot. I know they sell like 20-piece nuggets at McDonald's. Sure. I could definitely eat a 20-piece nugget. I'm not disputing that. Right. 50 is a lot. 50 is, Jerry, do the math. Like Two of those packs plus five. If you think about what you eat on a daily basis, like you measure out your chicken to four ounces. I don't do that anymore. You did for years, <laughs> and now you want to eat. So how many? All right, so here's a good question. Yeah. This is a good question. How many ounces you want to how know many, in 50 nuggets? Yeah, because I'm going right. to ask how many ounces. In Chick-fil-A nuggets. Um, okay, in a Chick-fil-A or fill-a as you guys call them. What if I made a deal with the devil to eat the 50 nuggets just to prove you wrong, Jerry? All right, so. And I had to pay the price through all eternity when I passed. One, sorry, right, so eight. Eight nuggets. Eight, eight nuggets. Chick-fil-A nuggets mm-hmm. is four ounces. Okay. So I would be eating um, eight times. About five and a half. So 20 ounces. Uh, 22 ounces. 22 ounces of nuggets. Yeah. It's a lot of nuggets. It's a lot of meat. I mean, it's, it's a, over a pound of meat. It is a pound of meat, Jerry. Could you eat a pound of uh, of uh, boar's head turkey in one sitting? A full pound? <laughs> probably yeah, You not. probably could, actually. No, if I think about it, if you had a knife and a fork, yeah, and they slice the the they slice the boar's head turkey thick. No, I, I can't eat lunch meat thick. I need it thin, Jerry. Paper. Then they thin. sliced it thin. I bet you might be able. To I do might that. be able to do that. It's a lot of meat, dude. <laughs> it is a lot that, of meat. That dude. was like no turnaround time at all. It's a lot of meat, dude. It's a lot of meat, dude. <laughs> it is a lot. I would use the barbecue dipping sauce though. But now you're adding to it. Makes I know, it even but more I'm, difficult. Right. Plus the breading. Right. That's where they more. get you. The breading gets yeah. you. Yeah. I'm going to say you couldn't do 50. Hmm. Maybe I'll do it all a try on the weekend. Yeah, but then no one's watching. I know, but it's just a a deal between you and I. <laughs> like, a gentleman. You, like you wouldn't stream it. A gentleman's bet, Jerry. <laughs> and post a video for views. For digital. <laughs> digital. How about oh. that for digital? I'll eat 50 nuggets. <laughs> digital. I could definitely have 50 throughout the day. That. That's say not, that, right? that doesn't count. Okay. That does not count. So like between lunch and dinner, I could have 50. Doesn't count. But I'm saying you believe I could do yes, that. Yes, I do. Because it's two meals. Right. That's I'm nothing. A, a it's one sitting is a lot. That's having... like saying back in the day, if you would have told me, could you eat eight slices of pizza? Mm, maybe, but probably not. All right. Now, if you're delivering like I did when I was 17 years old, I probably had eight slices, numerous shifts, but the shift was from 4 p.m. to midnight. So you grab a slice a couple hours later, grab a couple slices, you know, nine o'clock, there's a slice. You know what? And then to the day, it's like, wow, eight hours. I probably just had six, seven, eight slices of pizza. But I didn't do it in one sitting. So I yeah, could, I would say you could do 50 nuggets from the course of noon to eight. I could eat a full pizza of its thin crust pizza. Not about, regular. How crust. about a deep dish? <laughs> no, I'm not eating deep dish. How would pizza. you feel with a whole deep dish Ugh. pie? I don't like deep dish. I don't either. I don't either. I like the, I like thin and crispy. Yeah, me too. Thin and crispy. I you don't like meat any... on your pizza? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Big giant sausage on your pizza? <laughs> Jerry, uh, Friday Night Lights. Have you, did you see that series, Friday Night yeah, Lights? Yeah, I really wasn't interested. Really? In no. A Zero lot of people interest. love it. It's about the high school football in Texas. Yeah, I saw a couple episodes. It just didn't do it for me. Clear eyes, full heart, 
can't lose, Jerry. That's what Coach Taylor would say. I like comedies for, for like, weekly TV. Yeah. I like comedies. And for whatever reason, I like hospital shows. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Sounds weird, I know. but And I like law shows. Like Law & Order, law. for instance, I like a lot. But... Friday know. Night Lights, you're not interested no, in. No, like no interest actually. None. It's, it's coming to Netflix on August first. The whole Good. the well, whole series, five Great. seasons. I will make sure not to watch it. What? Well, whatever. It's been out. I mean, I, I had know. a chance already. Yeah, I watched so, it. That's great. I, I watched it when it was on DVD. Now you can watch it again. Uh, what do you do with your DVDs? You still have them? You know what? That's a good question. I do still have them, but I took them all out of the boxes, and they're just in a spindle, so they don't take them up much space. Mm. But I'm about to toss those. I don't know what else. We've what only am I saved. Do I want to say we've saved about a dozen. That's it. Everything else is gone. Yeah, I, I saved my Beverly Hills Cop trilogy, even though the third one is horrendous. I saved uh, the Godfathers, but it's like, what right? Do what are you really going to do with them? Nothing. That used to be a thing. Like when you would have your DVDs and your CDs out. You would have them on display. It sent a message to visitors to your Was house. Was it status? Yeah, like who you are, what you... Like, I could look at your DVDs and CDs and say, Jerry is this type of person. Oh, or, my God. If ooh. we did that now and came to your place, we would be worried that you were a serial killer. Why? Because it's all you watch. Oh, if I had those on, my, Today, on a shelf. Yes. If, if, the la- if it was still the land of the DVD. Yeah. You would have nothing but murder mysteries and yeah. documentaries. Right. Be like, I'd be concerned. And then garbage in your freezer. Here's, oh, my God. Right. I'd have like DVDs, the Ted Bundy story, oh. Jeffrey Dahmer. You're right. That would look bad now. But you think I used to be proud for someone to come over and look like a glance at my CDs and my DVDs. Be like, this guy's cool. The CDs for sure. This I guy, could see you had a hell of a collection. This guy gets it. He's totally cool. And that you've certainly lost it. No. They'd be like, this guy, pretty cool. I mean, you're still watching pieces on uh, the Bobbits. No, Gio's watching. Oh, the, that was him, not you? No, I'm not watching the uh, John Wayne Bobbit and Lorena Bobbit story. Okay. That's Who's Gio. the one you're still interested in? The kid that disappeared? Oh, John Benet Ramsey. Right. That you would have. That I would watch. Exactly. Another one. I will watch every piece of media about that case quick break when we come back we'll wrap things up we'll be joined by geo right now in odyssey sports minute her name is amy lawrence and she's talking about the olympics it's the dynamic duo of al and jerry the superheroes of WFAN. Right, nice win for the Yankees last night. Mets won easy yesterday afternoon as well. What else you got, Al? Got to clean up a couple things here, Jerry, before the end. Uh, Spike Eskin checking in said he ate 50 nuggets in college. No problem. He says it's... I still don't think you could do it in one sitting. He says I would have no problem doing that. That was in college. You're probably drinking, having fun. Right. Doing God knows what, whoever. Now he's vegan, doesn't eat any nuggets. Is he really? That's right. I didn't know that. Uh, George on Twitter tells me Charlie Daniels passed away last year, so no more concerts for him. Oh, right. You asked how we would do the song. Yeah. Mm, And then uh, Wayne on Twitter has an answer for why deer's butts are all blowed up on the side of the road. He said, it's the softest part of the deer and vultures eat it first. (laughs) It's disgusting. All right. (laughs) <laughs> happy thursday everybody you learned something today what a weird thing nature is like they have these vulture birds to eat dead carcasses to, to clean up yeah pretty Spike much Eskin checking in he said he ate 50 deer butts when he was in college wow. 
So yeah. it can be done. Right. That would be weird. We are New York Sports. The Fan. WFAN and WFAN-FM. New York. An Odyssey station.